This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense is powered by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. Now, few would disagree with the principle that we should plan early for retirement, especially in light of the extended life expectancy of Malaysians today. But what explains the disconnect between what we rationally understand should be done and what we actually do when it comes to retirement planning? On today's show, we're going to explore the nexus between behavioural traits and financial planning. Joining me to discuss this is Joyce Chua, the CEO of Success Concepts. She's just submitted her doctoral thesis, Investigating Behavioural Dynamics in Preparing for Retirement. Joyce, good morning. Thanks so much for coming on today. Good morning, Shazana. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. So your doctoral thesis investigates the behavioural dynamics among Malaysian millennials when it comes to retirement readiness and financial sustainability. What exactly led you to look at this particular area of research? Right. So I've been uh, doing retirement planning for many individuals for I would say decades, right? And uh, and this has uh, given me the the passion to look at what are the factors why some people plan well for retirement and some don't. Mm. For an important area such as retirement planning, it's not just important, it's very expensive because we live, as you rightly said, we live longer lives right now. And and so why some people plan well and some people don't? What are the factors that can nudge us to do better in this area so that we don't fail and, and we don't lose time? And there's the other thing about uh, intentions and, and behaviour. There are many times we intend to, you know, uh, maybe even exercise in the beginning of the year or we intend to go on a diet, but the intentions don't culminate into the actual behavior. And, and the same goes with retirement. I intend to plan, save money, but, you know, just doesn't happen year after year. So I just want to know what are the dynamics that nudge people into acting on their intentions? The things that we can just get to doing it rather than just, I intend to do it. So one of the things that really attracted me to your research is the fact that it focuses on millennials. And as an elder millennial myself, I feel like there's a lot of insight that I can get from your studies. Why why are millennials your target group? Okay, so millennials are the largest working uh, population or largest working group in, in, in not just in Malaysia, but the world. Uh, and also millennials are the ones who are who range from, they are ranging from age 27 this year mm-hmm. to uh, 42 this year. And they are the ones who are accumulating wealth. And at, and at the same time, they are faced with many challenges in terms of taking care of their family, mm-hmm. taking care of their parents. And they are also in an inflationary environment whereby uh, the, the pressure to save uh, is huge mm-hmm. and the pressure to manage their finances is huge. Uh, the other thing about millennials is that they are the generation that is uh, is born with the phone and 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 they are very exposed to many uh, temptations from the social media to spend mm. to keep up with the Jonases uh, and and they are the ones who have also the the most number of years to plan right now vis-a-vis say the Gen X. Or, or even baby boomers, mm. for that matter. Mm. So, uh, hence the millennials. All right. So, you're in the sense you're giving me a little bit of hope in that we have time to plan, as in 
it's uh, for for the millennials at least, we do have a horizon of two to three decades in which we can still build a retirement nest, right? And I think you did speak about some of the factors that are hindering millennials in their retirement financial planning. And I'm wondering from your study, how much of these obstacles are just due to external factors beyond our control. Uh, The fact that uh, the economy today is vastly different from that of the boomer generation or even the Gen X who enjoyed higher savings rates, perhaps uh, things just seemed much better in yesteryears. In that sense, are millennials facing an uphill task when it comes to saving for retirement? Okay. Yes. uh, uh, Compared to the other generation of cohorts, uh, they are surely having the biggest challenges in, in planning for retirement because, as I mentioned, the the uh, inflation is at really a different level compared to where Generation X or the previous generations um, had before. Um, and, and in terms of uh, spending, they, 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 there's just so much, so many, as I mentioned, there's so many temptations for them to spend in so many other areas with social media and and the fact uh, is that, the, you know, friends or peer socializations that I've studied in in, in my uh, doctorate uh, thesis is a big factor because peer socialization is something that is very external, mm. and but it's also very influential in in changing our uh, behaviors, in in changing our behaviors positively and negatively. Mm. So there is very little left for retirement saving, especially for the millennials, knowing that the uh, the fact that we are going to live longer lives. I mean, as such, we have about more than 7% of the population in Malaysia, 55 years and above, and soon by 2050, it will be close to 20%. So we are living longer lives. And you know, as we age, uh, healthcare and many other things become very expensive. Uh, and uh, therefore, these are things which are uphill, uh, very uphill challenges for millennials. Okay. I want to get more into the behavioral aspects of why we save, when we save, how much we save. But I also want to um, get that benchmark target that millennials of today should be thinking about when we aim to retire in about 20 to 30 years. I think uh, the EPF has recommended that uh, those who are retiring in the next 20 to 30 years should have around 900,000 ringgit to about 1 million ringgit in savings at the time of retirement. And that's really the bare minimum. Is, do you agree with this benchmark? Is this the target that we need to have in mind as we save for um, those golden years? In fact, uh, many years ago, someone asked me, what's the minimum, bare minimum for uh, retirement? You know, what should you have at retirement? I That was many years ago. And, and I, I mentioned it would be just off the cuff. You need to have at least a million. And we just look at calculation, calculating it uh, from a financial point of view. And if you need, say, 5,000 this a month um, and, and living in Klang Valley. So having said that, it also depends on where you're, you are staying. Mm. So 5K is something quite palatable in uh, in the Klang Valley, if not if not, not enough. Mm. But if you look at 5K and in 20 years' time, um, you, you, would, you would, and if you're retiring in 20 years' time, 90K will not last you, um, will only last you 15 years. But 
having said that, it's also not accurate because the 5K that you have today won't buy you the same things in 20 years' time. It, it's likely going to be 11K. And from 50, and from the fact that it will last you 15 years, it, it will be cut down to lasting you for uh, for only seven years with mm. 900,000. So that's scary. And these are things which you probably have overlooked uh, because um, uh, you, you, you we live longer lives for sure. And that's this monster lurking around called inflation and mm. uh, and, and the fact is that um, um, money is not the same today as, as tomorrow. So mm. you may say, oh, 5K is enough. But in 20 years, it's no longer 5K. Right. So just saying that, oh, if, as long as I have a million in the pot, that should be fine. That's not really true because no. things will change uh, depending on where you live, where you work, what your lifestyle is, how long you'll be living for. These are all things that need to be considered. So in that sense... Should we just plan to save as much as possible then? Is, is that the mantra we should take on? I think the man, that, that's one mantra. But I think the other mantra is that you just need to save whatever that you can as a start. Because if we were to think to save as much as possible and, um, and, and that mantra, you know, um, it sets us back and say, I, I can't do it. And so that's where the inertia comes in. That's where the intention to do it becomes non-behavior because mm. it's like, it's impossible. So I think the best, better mantra is to say, I'll do it uh, now, whatever amount that I can save, number one. And the second mantra is then to do a goal clarity check. And that's one of the constructs that I use in my model, in my, my what I call a retirement readiness model, where, where have you looked at your own, uh, goal clarity for retirement. Hmm. Now, first, you need to know where you, where you're heading. Where, like you said, uh, when are you going to retire? How much do you need it? Where, you, where are you uh, living? How much do you need? But at the same time, do you know what's the gap that you know between now and 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 the time you retire, and uh, and how much you need to save? So as much as possible, maybe a little bit subjective, hmm. and it can be a draw, a setback to us because like I can't do it. So have goal clarity and, and that would help drive you to start. Mm. I think the mantra is to start, you know, to start with whatever amount that you you can afford. All right. If we zoom into this millennial cohort, I am really curious in terms of what you've found are the behavioral traits that lead people to become better retirement planners. Yeah, what are the behavioral differences between those that do have good retirement plans versus those that don't? Okay, so when I uh, did, I did a few focus group discussions um, with the millennials as well, besides looking at a quantitative uh, survey for uh, the TCS. One thing that stood out uh, is that those who had what I call parental socialization that it means to say that they had early childhood exposure to um, to financial matters or to money lessons from their parents or from even school teachers, which don't really happen uh, and has not been happening, but mostly from parents. Those are the ones who do very well in life later on because there have been past research that confirmed those or the people who had gone through parental socialization in terms of money would then do better as financial managers in their own right uh, later on as adults. So that's one thing that stood out. Mm. 
very well. It's not, uh, you know, to my surprise, it isn't about financially being financially literate because being financially literate alone doesn't last. It's just knowledge and how do you apply this knowledge and 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 give you that uh, nut to act on it. Financial knowledge is just usually, yes, it gives you the awareness, but and financial literacy gives you the awareness, but it doesn't nut you to act on it. So what I've also found out is that um, the, uh, those who do better are the ones who goal set. Uh, they have clear, clearly set goal uh, as far as their retirement is concerned. Now, for the millennials, it was quite hard to set goals for some of the ones that I spoke to um, because it, retirement was just too far away, mm. especially the younger set of millennials. So what they do is, I realized that the ones who even set goals for the short term and, and, and the medium term, they, they seem to do better in their retirement saving mm. and they're more aware of what they need to do, even for bigger and longer term goals like retirement. So yeah, those those two things are very important. I'm speaking to Joyce Chua, CEO of Success Concepts, on the intricacies of behavioural traits in the context of retirement planning. We'll have more from this conversation after the break. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Cents, powered by Sun Life Malaysia. Thanks for staying tuned to Ringgit and Sense on the Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar. Today, I'm speaking to Joyce Chua, the CEO of Success Concepts, on a research that she's done with regard to behavioral dynamics and how this influences retirement planning. Parental socialization, I would want to drill down a little bit on that. Would it be accurate then to say that it is the children from better-off parents that have better parental socialization when it comes to finances then? Can we make that assumption? Well, I would say no. Um, because parental socialization is not about um, how much savings you can have. But of course, the ones in the T20 families would have uh, higher savings uh, because of their naturally their income, uh, household income. However, parental socialization uh, means that it is the day-to-day management of money and the sharing of knowledge, how they manage money. And I suppose that's important for millennials who are also parents themselves today to think about uh, with their own children, the sense that the current generation needs to impart that financial knowledge uh, to the next one in order to build on that, uh, I suppose, awareness um, and literacy beyond just literacy's sake, right? Yes, and that's very spot on. Because I think uh, parents can then uh, be, become what I call peer leaders for other parents, you know, and, and to talk about money lessons that they can teach their, their children, well, positive ones. But there are also negative socialization, which is then totally de- disastrous mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, for children who might grow up with bad money behaviors and habits. Mm. Are there any behavioral blind spots that you think we need to be aware of as we're preparing for retirement? The biggest blind spot is that we still have time to do this. I think the other blind spot is that um, we've taken inflation for granted. It it is actually a a very huge factor in eating up all our purchasing power. And and, uh, over time, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have lesser and lesser purchasing power. The third one is that... um, we may not live that long. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a good thing that we will live longer. 
but live longer comfortably with enough resources. Mm. So don't plan until it's just 70 years old or 75. Suggest plan until 100 if you can. Mm. But if you can't, because the number is going to be very daunting, and then look at if you can't, then just plan till 85 and above. Uh, so that's that's the three blind spots. And many other blind spots, but these are the three main mm. ones. Let's talk about solutions then. Um, for millennials who perhaps have been a little bit uh, lagging behind on their retirement planning, right? What do you think on a personal front would be the way to start? I think earlier you mentioned that just starting um, helps. What other kind of behavioral traits or behavioral practices uh, could we start instilling um, today uh, to ensure Mm -hmm. that our retirement planning goes smoother henceforth? Number one, as I mentioned, set clear goals. Yeah, No way of going. I think goal clarity is very important. The other thing is the attitude towards investment risk. It's important to take risks because then some kind of calculated risk so that then you can grow your money over and above your inflation rate. The other one is to have a future orientation. You know, uh, millennials, as I mentioned, uh, the fact that there are a lot of temptations to, to buy things now and to have instant gratification and to have you know, this peer pressure of keeping up. Uh, it, it, to have a future orientation, think think and envision your future. And the other one is to be aware who our financial socialization agents are. Are they the good ones or the bad ones? Let's not just talk about parents, but your peers, your colleagues, your your, your friends, and who are in your social media. What are you watching? Mm. And um, the other thing is be open to seek proper financial advice. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm a financial planner, but uh, millennials don't seem to think that they qualify for financial advice, especially the younger ones, because they think they, they have to pay hefty amounts for it. But I'm sure there are other types of financial advice that you can get, um, not just from the social media or internet, but EP, even EPF has a retirement advisory mm. service uh, available uh, at no cost to them. So, or, or, good, or friends who have good financial standing. I think last but not least, uh, it's also to understand the incentives. There are many incentives for retirement. They, they have they retirement retirement savings. They've, they've not understood them. It's so not surprising, but it's so interesting to me how much the way we think of financial planning can also, we can draw parallels with how we think about our health, for example, or how we think about our mental health. A lot of uh, the same concepts and principles apply. Um, you mentioned about millennials being put on the back foot in terms of financial literacy. And I'm wondering if there's a role there for policymakers or institutions to play in ensuring that uh, a larger portion of society doesn't experience that? Do you think policymakers and other stakeholders um, also should be playing their part, I suppose, to make sure that uh, financial literacy and knowledge is um, ingrained in society? Definitely. There are many recommendations um, to policymakers and stakeholders, um, and even the financial advisory industry, uh, is that uh, I think one thing that came out very strongly is that we need to have financial literacy or financial education in our curricula. Uh, and uh, I, know, I know that's been hard and we've talked about it you know, for many, many years uh, to have that curricula, but I think they should seriously look into this. So, but all these things need, need um, resources and, and perhaps the Ministry of Education can look into that uh, in terms of elevating financial literacy, linking it to uh, programs in schools. So the, the other one is uh, perhaps you know, stakeholders and organisations like the PPA, you know, the PPA 
uh, manages your private retirement schemes. And perhaps they can look at uh, expanding their uh, their services. Uh, I know there's a retirement goal check on, on the PPA website, but not many people understand it. Mm. Not many people know how to use it. Perhaps have a help desk on how, how do you know how to plan for retirement just to look at your goal clarity. How do you goal set and, and what are the options? EPF as well, they have the, as I said, the retirement advisory services offerings and they can expand their, uh, uh, their services to all members, perhaps do a check on their own goal clarity. So to me, goal clarity is a very important start. It's not financial literacy. Mm. Financial literacy is a journey, right? It's not so much of, uh, I'm literate now, so now I know what to do. It doesn't happen that way. So it is, it is getting someone uh, like the stakeholders or the policymakers or the organisations, to you know, like organisations here yeah, to empower people in financial wellness. I think also the financial advisory industry uh, is important in, in educating. This is, sorry to say, this is too much selling sometimes in the financial advisory industry. It is important to start with education first and then journey with the person and then, yeah, then implement and, and, and bridge the gap between intending to actions, you know, the conversion and translation of intentions into behaviour. On that note, Joyce, thanks so much for speaking with me today and sharing insights from your research. I've been speaking to Joyce Chua, CEO of Success Concepts. This has been Ringgit and Sense on the Morning Run. Join us again same time next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. News Bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense was powered by Sun Life Malaysia. Insure to ensure today. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.